uh, well, I know this is not the last Sunday of the year, so we're going to have the, not a crossover thing. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a crossover guy, honestly, because I'm not the, the children of Israel that are crossing over the Red Sea into, come on, with all, you know, with all due respect. I'm not trying to mean, but I'm just a realistic guy, spiritual guy, right? So as, as long as I'm not crossing over the Red Sea to a new year, honestly, what is the crossover about? Amen. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, sometimes when we look at this crossover thing, it seems like, ah, you made it. Ah, you made it. Oh. <laughs> you know, just like, ah, we made it. Then it falls People of God, God lives inside of you. The power of God is at work on the inside of you. I'm not saying you should not celebrate how the year goes, but the kind of how majority seems to go about this so-called crossover just doesn't sit well with me. To be honest and i don't mean any harm I'm, I'm just trying to say honestly think about it you know in ttc we we, we we are intelligent people so we think about things we don't keep doing things because uh that's how they've been done you know we ask questions mm. and i want to encourage pastors or community or christian leaders you know allow your young people to be able to ask you questions challenge things mm. you know you know, be, be, even even challenge the Bible. If the Bible doesn't sound like it makes sense, you know, ask a good pastor. Say it doesn't doesn't look like it makes sense to me. And a good pastor should be able to talk you out through to say, you know what? Okay, this is how the, it works. Amen. And that was not part of my intro, but um, amen. I think they work for someone. Praise God. Right. So uh, welcome to uh, is it family Christmas service or Christmas yes. family service? Which one? Oh, either one. It works. I, either one. It works. Fantastic. So <laughs> uh, I'm Captain Tunde, and then my lovely, beautiful wife. You see us on social media somewhat once in a while. You know, uh, someone asked that. Have we gone on another uh, honeymoon? I think we tra- do. We travel a lot. I think we only travel twice a twice year. Twice a year. And they said they've not seen us for a long time. But yeah, here we have both of us here, right <laughs> in my in my study, as we have a. Uh, home church and um, family Christmas service. Mm-hmm. Amen. So today we're going to be talking about the purpose of Christmas. The purpose of Christmas. It's not going to be the kind of typical kind of uh, preaching, right? But in my way, I'm going to preach. Well, let's, let's do it. Amen. Mm-hmm. So let's turn our Bibles to the book of uh, Luke chapter 1. So as we go there, uh, on our way to Luke chapter 1, uh, I, want to, I want to state three things we're going to be looking at, three kind of points in this service. So we're going to be looking at the event the purpose and the person of Christmas. The event, the purpose, and the person of Christmas. When I say person, the person behind Christmas. The event, the purpose, and the person. Amen. So we're going to be reading from Luke chapter 1, verse 26. Luke 1, 26 to 35. Baby, you want to read it? Yep. So I've got the Passion Translation because I really like this translation. So Luke 1, 26 to 35. During the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, the angel Gabriel was sent from God's presence to an unmarried girl named Mary, living in Nazareth, a village in Galilee. She was engaged to a man named Joseph, a true descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Rejoice, beloved young woman, for the Lord is with you, and you are anointed with great favor. Mary was deeply troubled over the words of the angel and bewildered over what this may mean for her. But the angel reassured her, saying, Do not yield to your fear, Mary, for the Lord has found delight in you and has chosen to surprise you with a wonderful gift. 
you will become pregnant with a baby boy and you are to name him Jesus. Amen. He will be supreme and will be known as the son of the highest. And the Lord God will enthrone him as king on the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign as king of Israel forever and his reign will have no limits. Mary said, but how could this happen? I'm still a virgin. Gabriel answered, the spirit of holiness will fall upon you and almighty God will spread his shadow of power over you in a cloud of glory. This is why the child born to you will be holy and he will be called the son of God. Amen. 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 Let's look at um, chapter two, verse one to seven. So at this point, we're looking at the event, you know, did he actually, was Jesus actually born in a sense or what, you know, it, did the event actually take place? Okay. So I will read uh, Luke 2, 1 to 7 from the NIV. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because it belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to leave Jolabi to, 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 to speak to us more about this event. Amen. She, she's, a, she's a Jesus girl like myself. Too. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Praise God. So Christmas, what is Christmas about? <clears throat> well, before I, I kind of I go there, I just wanted to touch on the fact that even in the body of Christ, there's like divisions, right? Like yeah. people, some people go Christmas. We don't celebrate Christmas because it's a pagan festival. I mean, we know the history of um, how it was instituted in the first place. It was like, it used to be a pagan festival. Um, and then the early Christians or the early, I think it was the Catholics decided to change it around and make it to be about the birth of Jesus. Yes, we know that. So some Christians are like, no, I don't want it. And other Christians, of course, we love it because we're like, yay, we see the lights, we see the... Wait, wait, did you say that um, Christmas used to be kind of pagan? A pagan, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, let me put it this way. From theology, uh, historical um, stuff. Yeah. Now, there's certain events that happen around that time of the year. And uh, they use the artifacts. Yes. They use the artifacts you know like christmas tree and that kind of stuff yeah. are being used at that time yeah. so then the, then came this thing called well so christianity came in and they were like okay why don't we give these guys or not why don't we instead of worshiping all of those pagan god at that time why don't we you know celebrate the birth of jesus at that time at that time yes right so i think that's where they miss alignment came in where people think because it was also around that time yeah. people and which i think is a is i think is a, is a, is a cool thing right yeah. so everyone is celebrating one kind of pagan festival kind of stuff yeah. and then some guys say you know what we're gonna celebrate jesus and we're gonna celebrate that kind of stuff yeah, yeah so carry on yeah so yeah, i, I so, so i see all of that yeah yeah so like people just think that because what used to be celebrated at that time was a lot of pagan stuff yeah like you know christian <laughs> 
celebration of the birth because we've chosen to do it around that same time and we're using some of the artifacts like the tree and yeah. all of that stuff you know nobody can take my so, on the <laughs> <laughs> so some christians are against it um and wh- whereas other people love it i personally love a christmas tree um i look around and i see like um i don't know in, in my mind i never actually knew that the tree was like paganism until i you know we did this whole study um but whenever I see the star at the top of the tree, I just think about the star that the shepherds follow, not the shepherds, the mega, me, Mijai. Mijai, whatever you call them, that they followed, you know. That's what I think about. I don't, anyway, so um, so as Christians, we either love it or we hate it. Some of them, some of us really love the fact that, I mean, some people actually just identify with the fact that it's a holiday, it's time spent with the family, which it is, you know, gift giving. There's lots of aspects of Christmas that, you know, we enjoy. Um and yes it has been commercialized overly so in the world when you look around when you go to um all of these like popular places people are going for the decoration they're going for the lights they're going for uh, when you look at adverts it's all about gift buying and you know show someone how much you love them and spending time with family they don't really think about jesus but again when you go to like the shops like the grocery store we're playing christmas carols right you're you're hearing joy to the world you're hearing things that you would never hear on a january to this you know yeah, october yeah. almost and they start yeah, singing okay, yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> like people you can have conversations about christ that you may not normally be able to have because it's already on the airwaves already mm. everywhere so i think that there's definitely benefits to like the whole celebrating jesus right. even though the unbelievers do it in a different way but they still acknowledge to you know somehow even if it's just by christmas carols that you know that it, it, there's something about this whole christmas season so um i think from a christian perspective i mean if as normal human beings it's a big deal to some people i think to most people acknowledging like your birthday as a normal person as a normal human being how much more acknowledging the birthday of the greatest person who ever lived like i think that that's a that's that's a really special thing to do and to have and sometimes the year may have you know gone by you may have been so distracted by life because life can throw you curves um but then christmas is the time to just you know think about oh yes i am a christian um i do have a savior um and this this time is to really focus on the fact that you know he loves me he came for me came to die for me and all of that stuff so i do think that um it's amazing that we get to that we get to celebrate christmas and get to share his story to someone who may not have a clue about it okay so christmas like we just read is about the birth of jesus it's about celebrating the fact that god came in the form of a baby like i think that's huge all right we're gonna go into it in further detail when we talk about you know the purpose purpose of christmas and all of that stuff but yes it's amazing also it's it's um and talk about the fact that yes christmas is about we've seen commercially that christmas is about family christmas is about giving it's about decoration and lights and all of that stuff but also some people talk about santa another story for another day <laughs> but as christians i think that uh, we also get caught up in all of these things that sometimes i mean we know at the back of our minds that yes christmas is about jesus but i think making it the actual focus is lost on some of us and it's not it's not like a 
I'm not calling you out. I'm even calling myself out, should I say, because there's a lot of other things that Christmas has been made to be about. But I think it's so important that, and I, we prayed about this morning, that throughout this season, almost from when the Christmas carols start, that it needs to now become at the forefront of our minds that actually the focus should be about Jesus. Yes, mm -hmm. we love our Christmas trees, we love the lights, and we love the gift buying and all that stuff. But it's so important to make sure that in our hearts and minds, we're focusing on what lessons that we can even learn from the stories that the scriptures that we've just read mm. what lessons can we learn from mary like from everything the circumstances how can we even look at the nature of god and learn about who god is from that story and how everything was orchestrated so perfectly together um for for it for this to come to pass so there's so much that we can learn um the birth was really really exciting what we're gonna you know why we're celebrating christmas which is about the birth of jesus and why it was so exciting was the fact that it was fulfilling so many i mean thousands of years of prophecy that god has been speaking even from Gen January, from Genesis, not January, from Genesis, when he said to um, Eve um, that he, there will be en enmity between, between man uh, and so the, the Satan, so Satan the serpent and, and our offspring that are yes. seen. Yeah? And so he will bruise his heel and then he will crush his head. Yeah. yeah, so even from there, G uh, God had prophesied from the beginning of time that Jesus was going to come. <coughs> and it was exciting if you read Genesis 3.15 oops i'm probably going to read from the niv because it's not in the tpt okay oops so genesis 3 15 reads and i will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers he will crush your head and you will strike his heel i'm gonna go to there was another one that talked about the seed of the woman. And just think about the society that the that Israel was from. This was a prophecy, right? Talking about how Jesus was going to come. When you talk about uh, the, the, the Jewish community, they were very patriarchal. I think that's how you say it. Which means that they elevated, like the, the man was almost... Um, the woman was sub subservient to the man like she was seen as a second class citizen she could not work on any of that stuff she had to kind of live under a man and but for the prophecy to say I mean for God to say to um, I think I'm, I'm not sure in Genesis that the seed of the woman like women don't generally have seeds it's normally the seed of the man yeah. that you know brings con yeah, about conception but yeah. you're talking about the seed of a woman that shows you that it wasn't just any old seed Number one, the seed was from God, right? Jesus is the son of God. As we would, as we, the angel even prophesied, angel Gabriel prophesied to Mary, he will be called the son of God. That means that no human was involved. This seed is from God and Mary happened to be the one who carries the seed. So um, that was Genesis 3.15. Yeah. Also Isaiah chapter 7 yeah. verse 14. So, so Nick, Nick King James oh, renders okay. that seed. So it's still the same verse. So it says, and I'll put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and our seed. That's it. He shall bruise your head and he shall bruise his heel. Amen. I think that's so significant, particularly because the way that they thought in those days, like the woman doesn't have or own anything. It's all from the man. But anyway, so we're reading from Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14, which is another prophecy that was um, fulfilled in the birth of Jesus. Therefore, 
the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will Amen. conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. Amen. I've never heard of another virgin birth. And if that does not prove to you that this was a prophecy being fulfilled yeah. by the birth of Jesus, I don't know what will be, what, what else will. But this is direct, this is just two direct fulfillment of prophecies um, about the birth of Jesus. Mind you, these prophecies have been coming for, for 4,000 years that we know of, right? From mm. Genesis up until when Jesus was born. And it had come through various people from obviously God himself to Eve and then to Abraham and then to Moses through the prophets. Every prophet that, um, that was canonized, every prophets, every book of the prophet that was canonized in the Bible was because they said something yeah. about Jesus That's in it. some way, some yeah. shape or form. So for thousands of years and then at the end of um, the Old Testament, if you like, there was like 400 years of like just silence is what they call it. Like, I, I don't think that God was not speaking. I just think that it wasn't elaborate. He was obviously speaking to people like Anna the prophet, the prophetess yeah. um, and, and I think it was Simeon, Simeon as well. So he was obviously priest. speaking to individuals but there was never like any big event that was documented but that's another 400 years in between when there was just nothing and then suddenly there was a, like a big bang if you like not like the big bang theory but the fulfillment of prophecy of thousands of years and people who recognize who recognize it were like whoa like Simeon said I can now die because uh, my eyes have seen Same. like the full, full, fulfillment of this prophecy Amen. it was huge huge news and this is what um the people of the Old Testament that they looked forward to, they looked forward to the redemption of mankind. They looked forward to the birth Amen. of the Savior. So it's, it's, it's amazing that people got to actually witness it. So I think that's definitely something worth celebrating. This is the event of Christmas. The word of God was being fulfilled that had been for thousands and thousands of years. Um, um, and then from the book of John, when we see that Jesus is described as the word of God, because he was the fulfillment of the very word of God over Amen. thousands of years. Amen. Amen. Um, so that was about uh, Christmas being the birth of Jesus. And then we're going to talk about, okay, so why the birth of Jesus? <laughs> yeah. So one thing I want to add to it as part of kind of my training of the church family. Yeah. I want us to be sometimes sensitive to see how God is working even among the unsaved. Okay. Some people think because we are, we are Christians, God is God only works in our lives. He doesn't work in the life of the unsaved. It's not true. The Bible says that we should be like our father. Jesus, Jesus said we should be like our father mm. in heaven who makes a sun, the sunshine, to shine on the fam of the righteous and the wicked. You know, and I'm speaking from the point of the fact that many Christians just think God will be God is kind of biased towards Christian and um, and um, he, he hates unbelievers. Mm. But remember that you once were an unbeliever, so true. and in and in his kindness and his love for us is how he sent people to us to learn the gospel and hear the gospel, believe in Jesus, and things like that. Mm. So believers should not have this attitude of unsaved un un people are doomed. If you had not had the gospel, you could equally be doomed in a sense. Right, so we should not have that attitude. So what? But what I'm trying to get at is this. Now, in the in the time of the old, um, you know, in the time when the, the this pagan worship, the paganism, you know, celebrating of light and things like that. If you look at it, there's if you follow the story, I taught this about two or three years ago. Now, if you follow the story, the teaching properly, you will see that 
there was good in the there was an element of good in them see mm-hmm. the fact that human beings fell at the after adam fall doesn't mean that we lost all of the consciousness of god mm-hmm. there's still there's some residue of god on the inside of us and that's why many, many people do they're unsafe are still kind they still love they still care about people because the nature of satan completely does not love just what it all he wants to do is just to destroy but there's god working in people mm-hmm. you know so the reason one of the reasons why people will end up in People will not be able to look at God in the face and say, you know, why did you do us this way? Why did you bring us? Why did you allow us to go to hell? The reason is because God, the Bible tells us in the book of Romans chapter 1 that God is walking in every human being. Come on. <coughs> so, but the saved and you'll say, God is walking in every human being. So, unsafe people, they have an element of good. And so, why do you think we have all a lot of religion? We have a lot of religion in the world because in the heart of man, he knows there's something deeper, there's something supernatural. Right, there's something, there's something bigger out there, but you're safe to know, know how to get to God, and that's what we've been, we've been entrusted with the mean, with, with the ministry of reconciliation to preach the gospel, teach the gospel. So a lot of religion out there is as a result of man trying to find its way to someone or to something that is supernatural, bigger than him. Amen. God is working in the heart of everyone. So what I'm trying to say is this. In the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, in that time when you know the the celebration of light and kind of stuff, the Christmas tree and things like that. Now, the Christmas tree is one of the trees that has leaves that's that's still green at that time of the year, so, you know, signifying life. So, a lot of the practices of those pagans at that time, right? When I looked at it properly, I could see God walking there. You know, they celebrate the the newness of life. If you look at these things, I look at the scriptures. You find you find you find similar things among you know among. You can just see that God is working and God is actually communicating to them. The Bible tells us that God as God is even using animals, natural things to communicate Amen. His person, His love, His kindness to people. Speak to some to many unsaved people. They, say, they will say things like, I don't believe in God, but I knew there's something bigger out there. Mm. So believers must be very careful not to, to not to, must be careful and not to write unsaved people off. You were once unsaved and learn to walk in love. Mm. Right? And be careful how we go on social media and say all oh, manner of nonsense. You know, someone who was a witch, they gave their life to Christ, and then they come on social media and they want to tear and destroy and rip people apart. You were once ignorant like them. So you show mercy as God has shown mercy to you when you were like them. Mm. Amen. Uh, when you were talking, it just came to my heart and I hope that helps a little bit. Yeah, and even, and even as, as it relates to like the misinterpretation, because I think um, before uh, Christianity came, yeah. like, there was obviously worship of many, many other gods. And some of these worship depicts like, when you look at them, you, they will be worshiping like three exact so, yeah, pillars which yeah. kind of depicts the, the change so you can kind of see that god has been communicating mm-hmm. but people are receiving it differently because they don't have the holy spirit they're not you know, exactly but they're still trying to receive what god is saying so and, and they they might speak very confidently about what they think that they know but even in that and i think this is where paul really showed wisdom he used that to be able to communicate to them the true gospel so i think it's really about our hearts as opposed to wanting to get things right like no you're wrong this is what the true gospel is on all of that stuff that's I think, just that's just on Christ. That's, that's, yeah that's on christ-like yeah, amen mm. and you see me i don't i don't comment so if, if not if you have never seen me be caught in any fight on social media it's because i have better understanding i have better things to use my brain for mm. 
Amen. I'm not trying to insult us. I'm saying that you can start using your brain for better things. Amen. Try to find a kind of common ground with unbelievers yeah. and look at how you can communicate the gospel to them. Mm. Praise God. Amen. Right. So talking about the purpose of Christmas, Luke chapter 2. Let's go to verse 8. I'll read from the N- NKJV in case we need to look at some seed or seed of woman. <laughs> Amen. Now, there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, or behold, or, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. So you can highlight that in your Bible. Another translation may render it good news. For there, is, for there is born to you, verse 11, For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Also, I like that if you have not already done so. Verse 12. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe, not your sweetheart at all. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. <laughs> Do you have like 45 minutes to go? Come on. Amen. So I can get into this. Amen. I need to roll up my sleeves. No, when you when you ponder on verse on verses uh, 10, 11, and fourteen, mm. there's just so much there in Christmas to celebrate. Hallelujah! Now, Jolomi shared with us that Christmas is about the birth of Jesus. We read it in the book of Luke, chapter one, verse twenty-six, as to thirty-five, and Luke chapter two, verse one to seven. You know. In the angel appeared to the Lord to, to Mary, you have a child, blah blah blah. The power of Holy, the power of God will come upon you, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, da da da. And we saw in Luke chapter 2 that they actually gave back to actually to that son. So the words of that angel came to pass. And that that is coming from Gabriel, our guy. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And then now the angel is telling us the significance, the purpose of their birth. And when the when the when the when the angel arrived, he did not say Woe to all of you because Jesus has come to send all of you to hell. No. Am I making any sense? Just connect what I just said to what I just said earlier on in terms of, you know, showing some mercy and kindness to unsaved people. Mm. Now, the blessings of the Lord, the gifts of Jesus to the world is not to good people, but to all people. Sad to say that many of us Christians are even more mean and wicked than many people who are unsaved. This is, I don't mean to be condescending here, but if I would say, I think I've met more unsaved people who are nicer than I've met saved people who are not nice. I'm serious. I've met more nice unsaved people than I've met Christians that are saved. And that is based on the volume, percentage-wise. Amen. Mm-hmm. So, in percentage and proportion-wise, it's sad how many mean and unkind Christians we have. Intolerant. Right? Cannot even show some love, some kindness. Selfish. Oh, manner. Amen. The news about the birth of Jesus, the angel says good news to all people. So, even if the pagan 
are celebrating Christmas, why don't you stick your nose to the Bible and say, you know what? They may not know have good understanding of this, but it is good news to them. So unsafe people should celebrate Christmas. They should they should laugh and joy and and rejoice about it. Hopefully along the line, the world's the not Maria Carism song. <laughs> The joy to the world will, or the Holy Spirit can have something to work with to, to ask them, What do you think you are singing? Amen. Amen. So, believers have to be strategic and learn to use their mind much more in a positive and constructive way. Amen. Amen. May God bless anyone and put on nonsense on my social media. You know, I'm a very, I'm a man of, of clean lips. Sometimes, you know how I feel sometimes when I want to answer some people. But let's leave that aside. Amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> The angel, verse 10, the, then the angel said to them, do not be afraid for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Everyone should celebrate the birth of Jesus. Bear in mind, Jesus was not born on December 25th. But December 25th is the day that the world chooses to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Even people who don't look like you, who don't know Jesus, are celebrating Jesus with you, should you not be happy? No, they're celebrating the birth of your Lord and Savior. Should you not be happy? Should we not be happy? Should be happy. Praise the Lord. And just try to calm down. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And that's from the abundance of nonsense I see on social. Amen. <clears throat> so I can see I can see that finger. If you put that nonsense comment there, Angel <laughs> Gary will cut it off. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yeah. So the birth of Jesus' goodness is something to celebrate, something to be Amen. joyful about. Amen. So get your turkey ready, get your chicken ready, and just celebrate that Jesus was born. You know, people say, you know what? Yeah, Easter should be best day of the year because of the resurrection, the death. If Mary had aborted Jesus, where would the How would the death and resurrection come? No, no, no. If Jesus had been aborted, did you see how God was strategically leading Joseph to escape with the baby when the king wanted to kill the baby? See, if they had successfully killed the baby, I don't know if that was possible, but if they had, would there be any deliverance from sin or any resurrection? So the birth of Jesus started the entire process. And the angel said, he didn't say, rejoice, I bring great joy of the death and resurrection of Jesus. He said, no, I that the guy was born. Hmm. Amen. Hmm. So as you go to the shopping center, you see people buying shopping, some of them over buying over shopping. Rejoice with them. Let them rejoice with you. If possible, say, bring them to your house. Rejoice in your house. And I It's been commercial. It's the, the only day in the year that some people hear Jesus in their ears is December. The only day, I mean, uh, the period, November and December. It's the only time some people hear. Because many of us, of us, we are not, we are not evangelizing the way we should evangelize. We go on the street saying, you, you will go to hell. If... If believers should connect Jesus with the message of hell, do you think they want to celebrate Christmas anymore? They want to shut it down. Let's move on. Verse 11. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Jesus was not born as just an ordinary baby. Please, um, kids, bear in mind, Jesus is not, he's still not a baby. He's still, you know, wait. You know, when you go to some shopping mall, you see, what do they call it? Uh, I the, forgot the name, but yeah, yeah, the, the thing, right? But I could shepherd, maybe <laughs> really, Joseph. Yeah, I forgot. Right? Yeah, okay, forgotten. <laughs> anyway, you don't be an adult. <laughs> Jesus is still not. Jesus is still not that baby. 
He was born a baby, but he did not remain a baby. Mm. So parents, when you take your children, is it Advent? I don't know. It's not Advent. They call no, something. Right. So when you take your children, when you are talking to your children about Jesus, be, be kind of quick to move from baby to his death and his resurrection. Amen. Don't allow your child to still think Jesus is a baby. Jesus, baby, Jesus. He was born a baby, but he didn't remain a baby. And what was it? But he was born a savior. Amen. Savior of all men. Let's go look at Ephesians chapter 4, verse. The nativity. Nativity, yeah. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 25. 4, 25. No, let me see. Is it, no, no, it's Romans chapter 4, sorry. Romans 4. Romans 4, 25. Romans 4, 25. Now, <clears throat> the Bible says. Talking about Jesus, he said, Who was delivered up because of our offenses and was raised because of our justification? Jesus was born a savior to die for our sins Amen. and to unite us to the Father, to give us a right to stand before Father, before God the Father without any sense of shame or guilt or condemnation. Hmm. Amen. The purpose of his birth. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's look at Luke, uh, John chapter 17, verse uh, John 3 16 and John 17 3. Well, I'm enjoying this and the uh, time is running. John 3 16. It reads, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. On that version, reads eternal life. Now let's go to 17 3. John 17 3. Says now this is eternal life. Yeah. That they know you, the only true, true God, God and Jesus, Jesus Christ, Christ, whom you have sent. That's so, NIV. So Jesus was Jesus was born to give us eternal life. And what's that eternal life? To reunite us to the Father. Mm. That we know God for real. Like I said earlier on, a lot of unsaved people are trying to connect with supernatural superior being, right? But they do that through all kinds of religion. But we know that there's no other God but God the Almighty. Amen. Right? And Jesus came to give us the right to know him, to know him, to become his child. Amen. So he was born a savior to deliver us from the power and the dominion of Satan. Mm. As believers, we can stand our ground against sin, against sickness, against all kinds of stuff because we believe that Jesus, through his death, has delivered us from those things. Amen. So Jesus was born a savior. He wasn't born to be, he wasn't born as a character as a as a as a kind of character that we should that we have among many 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 other gods all kind of stuff and people have different perspectives towards how to see Christ, how to see jesus but we know the bible says that it was born a savior is born and verse 14 says uh let's go that um luke chapter 2 verse 14 please uh, bear with me i'm gonna have to speed up a little bit because our time is far spent let me see how long we've gone there uh we've gone 34 minutes i think we still have like six minutes to do this oh, wow. luke 2.14 So glory to God in the highest and, and on earth No, glory glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward all men Amen. So Jesus brought peace between God and man And now let's go like it Look, look to Romans chapter 5 verse 1 Romans 5 1 so therefore, having been justified by faith, don't forget that Romans chapter 4 verse 25 tells us that it was 
deliver for, delivered up for our sins and was raised from the dead for our justification. And what is the significance of that justification? Therefore, having been justified by faith, right, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Savior from sin, justification to reconcile you back to the Father. So, in sense, God is no longer angry at you. Because of the birth, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus, because Jesus came into the world to carry out a redemptive assignment for you and for me, we have peace with God. There's no peace in the world, and there will not be, until Jesus returns to become the, the king over heaven and the head, you know, the creation of God. Right. So people may be wondering, okay, there's no peace in the world, right? but Jesus is the king, prince of peace. Why is God allowing all kind of evil things to happen? I'll remind you, Satan is the God of this world. Mm. Go read, Romans chapter 5, read it all the way down to verse 17, 18, 21, thereabout. You will see that the Bible tells us that sin entered this world. Uh, when sin, when Adam committed his and sin entered this world and death came in. Evil, all manner of darkness came into the world, and Satan is the god of the world. The Bible makes us understand that the earth is the Lord, and the, uh, the earth is the Lord, and the fullness thereof. And the Bible says that He has, he has made us to be stewards of over everything He has created. Satan committed high treason and and gave gave out the world, the earth, to Satan. Even when Satan told Jesus that the the kingdom of the earth has been given unto him. Jesus did not dispute it. Second Corinthians chapter four verse four tells us that Satan is the god of this world. So what does Satan do? He still he keeps a destroy. Can you remember that at some point when Jesus and his disciples were on the boat, a storm was going to destroy the boat, showing you that even Satan attempted sin in the world attempted to even take Jesus out. Mm. So if God is the one bringing all manner of sickness and disease and disaster, so. Will God in the person of Jesus be trying to deceive, to destroy himself? Is he, oh, what kind of God is that? Hmm. Even, even, even the effect of sin, don't forget the Bible tells us that Jesus was tempted. Do you know what temptation is? Jesus said, myself, my father, I won. John 10, 30. So are you trying to say that Jesus was tempting himself? Do you know what temptation means? To be lured and enticed to do evil. So God is not the reason behind temptation. God is not the reason behind evil and natural disaster happening. God is not the one behind it. Mm -hmm. Satan is the one behind it. And as long as Satan is the God of this world, those things will continue to happen. But in Christ Jesus, we have deliverance. We have power. We have authority. Mm -hmm. And the work and the job of a believer, of every Christian, is to give ourselves to the process of understanding what we have in Christ Jesus, what belongs to us. Now, we are not victims, but we are victors. The Bible says we are more than conquerors through Christ who loved us. Hallelujah. So, Jesus was born a savior and also to restore peace between God and us. So, I don't know where you are in your life situation, in your life stage. I don't know what struggle you're going through and you think God is not with you, God is distanced from you. It's not true. That's your emotion speaking. Right? Because the work that Jesus did cannot be undone. Right. So if God was there and saw you through to give your life to Christ, to become his child, so what makes you think he would depart from you, will leave you when you're trying to find your feet in your work with him? God will never leave you nor forsake you. That's what he says. Amen. So whoever is struggling in their work with God today, I'm coming, I'm speaking to you and reminding you that God is still there. Right. Just open your heart to him. I was sharing with someone yesterday when we were having a chat. You know, they were talking about you know feeling God and being conscious of the presence of God. And I said it's so easy. Go back. I'll give. I give an example. Ephesians chapter one. Just re write out those verses of the Bible and personalize it. Right. Read out loud. Pray in the spirit if you can. If you pray in tongues. 
and just read out loud and just worship, you begin to sense God again in your heart. See, we determine how much consciousness of God we carry. The consciousness of God we carry depends on how much we give our mind and our time to the things of God. If we give our mind so much to Netflix, TikTok, and all manner of social media content, that's what we become conscious of. So the problem is never on the side of God. The problem is always on our side. And when you realize that it seems like you are distant from him, just cut off from all of those things that are preoccupying your mind and give yourself more to him. And then you begin to, in no time, you just realize that you are more sensitive to him. Amen. Amen. So Jesus was born a savior, savior to deliver us from sin and to bring peace between us and God. God is not angry at you. God is a father. He loves you. He cares about you and is always there for you. Amen. Praise God. Now, so I just want to quickly talk about the person of Jesus. The person of Jesus. (laughs) Can I ask a question? If you were Jesus, where would you like to be? Where would you like to be born into? What kind of family? Hmm. Oh, like a palace. You said it. You said it. You said it. Like, why am I gonna? When I was meditating on this, I thought about the the guy, this the shepherd, this shepherd, right? It's interesting. They saw the star, right? Oh, the shepherd, my guy. Majai, is it Majai? Yeah, that follows. Okay, okay, okay. So the angel applies to the shepherd. What's the story of the Majai itself? They so they've been following the star from the east. Yeah. Um, or they can observe the star mm-hmm. and, and they follow, they follow the star. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, let's let's look at this. They were following the star. I know the star would not have taken them to the palace. No, but they went to the palace first. Because in their mind, <laughs> when such a, a powerful, significant dignitary hmm. is born, they are usually born in the palace. So they went to the palace, hmm. and when they came out of the palace, the star then took them to where Jesus was born. Hmm. Can you see life? Can you just see life? Can you see human beings? Amen. Amen. You know, in church, let me apply something here. Oh, this principle. In church, sometimes we tend to look down on people who don't seem to measure up society in a, according to societal standards, maybe mm-hmm. in terms of wealth, in terms of um, even clothing. But that thing is, is anti-Christ. It's not Christ-like. Mm-hmm. To look down on people because they are not as financially prosperous as some other people. The Bible, James tells us, I think about chapter, chapter 3, that it is sin to play favoritism. To look down on someone who is not clothed in royal robes and to give special seat and attention to anyone who has who, who comes in special clothing. It is not right. It's evil. It's, it's sin. And Jesus even came to even mess everything up for us. He was born in a manger where he was put where in a what's called it? where the animals where, feed. where a lamb yeah, where the animals feed the trough yeah, yeah. something like that so they're gonna have like saliva yeah. and all that it's not it's nasty it's not what you see in the movies that no, no, looks no, no, nice no. and tidy no it was smelling yeah you know someone said you know what well, covid is uh, means animal right uh, that's possible doing it's possible doing something like that. <laughs> it's a covid means animal so jesus must have come in contact with covid one. Oh my god <laughs> 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 Amen. So Jesus must have come in contact with COVID one. Well, that's true because it's the mouth. He mouth and everything oh of animals. So Jesus showed us how much I mean demonstrated humility towards mm-hmm. that. You know, there's no reason for us to treat any human being to be inferior to us because they don't measure up to the class we belong to. Mm-hmm. Pastors should not treat anybody in the church as second class citizen because because they don't give much or because of no it's not right 
Jesus came to show us, he demonstrates his a, 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 a strongest level of or a highest level of humility towards the almighty God born in a manger where animals are kept. No mm. AC, no air condition. Amen. Amen. So talking about the person of Jesus, it's, it's, it's worth celebrating Jesus for how the Bible tells us. Let's go to uh, is it Philippians chapter 2. Oh, yeah. Philippians 2. And I'll read from verse... Um, verse 5 okay. it reads it said let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God did not consider it a robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation hmm. and he said that he made himself of no reputation taking the form of a bond servant and coming in the likeness of man and being found in appearance as a man he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death hmm. even the death on the cross so the person born a savior and also the restorer of peace and, and unity between us and God mm. was super humble. This is a person, the Bible says God, he has divine privileges. For him to come in the person of a human being is, 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 is one of the highest level of humility that any, 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 any being you know, in that realm can possess in a sense. But this is God come in the flesh in human form. Amen. Amen. So we're talking about the person of Jesus. Um, let's celebrate God for Jesus. Let's celebrate Jesus. You know, for that event to happen, he was born. He was born a savior, born to restore peace between us and God, and even humbled himself. That humility. And let's take on the nature of Jesus, not the, the, the mindset of Jesus. The Bible tells us in Philippians chapter 2, and just love people this Christmas. Amen. Care about people. Don't mistreat people. Don't treat people to be inferior you know when i slow down this way you know i've just received something mothers fathers when i remove my glasses you know you know that something is coming you know that your daughter coming on this christmas who is not who is the single but she's of marriageable age if you will want to really be a christian you don't treat her as an inferior as inferior or second class citizen because she's not married you don't do that. It's wickedness. It's evil. You don't define a person's worth based on their marital status. Or a family is coming around and usually they don't give as much as, they don't have as much as other families will give. And you just treat them, you just put them in a corner, don't give them attention. It's evil. That's not what we saw in the life of Jesus. Yeah. Jesus came for the sinner. Jesus came for people who are wretched, who have nothing. He even try to even identify with them. The Bible says, though he was rich, he was made poor, that through his poverty, we might be made rich. Mm. He identified with the poorest of the poor. So we should, not in, we should not define anyone's worth and value based on what they have or their status or accomplishment, but on the basis that Jesus came to, to die for everyone and reconcile. So if you want to really, really enjoy Christmas, actually really do Christmas, right? You should look at things through the lens of Jesus. How much he loved everyone in the world. Amen. Every person. Jesus loves every person in the world. Both saved and unsaved. 
But that does not mean that um, those your in-laws that are troublesome that you do manage you how you deal with it. Like, I'm gonna close there because I'm gonna get into something else. You want to say something? Too? Yeah, just to add to like one of the qualities about the person of Jesus. You spoke about humility and the fact that he stripped himself of divine privileges and that he was born in a manger. And just on that being born in a manger, like how significant that it was, because apparently the Passover lamb, mm -hmm. the lamb that was to be sacrificed based on the Passover that they celebrated for years and years and years as a picture of who, of the savior that was to come. Amen. The Passover lamb used to be placed in the very same uh, manger and wrapped in swaddling clothes so the lamb doesn't hurt itself. So that in itself, I wanted to highlight shows that the integrity of Jesus or the integrity of God in terms of bringing to pass exactly the way that it was prophesied, all the words that were spoken in time past. So I think it's such an encouragement that no matter how long it took, and meanwhile, you know, mind you, we have, um, we have that much power, mm -hmm. even with the yeah. sovereignty of God, we have that much power to impact the timing of when things are going to happen. I believe Jesus could have come at a different time had man just cooperated with him. I don't yeah, think that God would have waited yeah. so many years, yes. but mm. unfortunately, or even in his sovereignty, he still has to rely on man. If Mary had said no, Jesus would not have come through Mary. Another person would have had to be the person. Yeah. So God is so faithful to his word. Mm. Um, and we know that God and Jesus are one and the same, that even through thousands and thousands and thousands of years, he still brought or accomplished everything that he said exactly how he said it was going to happen so that was such a sign when the shepherds went to find jesus in a manger when the angel said to them you will find him wrapped in swaddling clothes in a manger that was a picture of the passover that they celebrated every year and it was obviously not normal because you don't normally see a baby wrapped in, in, in clothes in a manger you normally see a lamb you know so that was very very significant for them it was such a sign to show that no god is faithful this is what he has promised all yeah. of those years so if god has told you anything and you may not have seen it yet as long as god has said it god is faithful he's he's got he the bible says he honors his word above even his name he's Amen. got integrity you can trust him this is just an encouragement that the person of jesus is one that depicts integrity and faithfulness so amen. trust him amen. amen amen that's beautiful all right guys we're just gonna leave you guys to continue to uh enjoy your shopping and that kind of stuff i just feel like praying for you guys very briefly before we shut down father we thank you in the name of the lord jesus we thank you father for the birth of your son christ jesus we thank you for the significance of his birth in our lives thank and the you. lives of all people and lord we pray in the name of the lord jesus that you know, as we've shared with one another this morning, that our eyes of understanding will be enlightened to Amen. understand the significance of his birth, and that we walk in the real that we are we walk in that reality of his of of that significance, and that we are able to uh, demonstrate his nature, his kindness, his mindset to other people as we go through Christmas. You know, which wisdom, <clears throat> knowing um, what to how to give and to give well, and not to be partial in our dealing with people. But to represent Jesus well in this season, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. So in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. All right. Thank you, everyone. Uh, have please, a great Christmas. Have a great Christmas. <laughs> Bye.